This is Brian Oaks, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Sierra Doctor and Randy Conan. To start things off, we have Harvest Hotline brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, the North Dakota Mill, and Amity Technology. Hazleton, North Dakota farmer Mike Appert is continuing to work through corn harvest now that the weather is letting them back in the field. We're working on harvesting some corn. There's a little bit of crop standing left here in the countryside. We had that snow October 27th or whenever that was, and then uh, a lot of fog and some drizzly rain. and So it kind of set us back. The corn picked up a little bit of moisture, and we're just kind of trying to get, get rid of that now. The forecast has been good. You know, we're in the 50s and a little breeze, so the sunny days are helping a lot. We're open by Friday. Most of the corn will actually be dry dry enough to harvest anyway, sub-17 or so, and uh, so we're just working on corn. Yields are great, but harvest is dragging on. Soybean and corn yields have been, I suppose, close to record large for our area, so the yields are very good, the corn-soybean yields. Actually, all, all, all the crops in general have been really good this year, so a few, a few timely rains uh, got us just, just right, and uh, we have just really big yields. Just kind of a delayed harvest, you know, we're into November and there's still a lot of crop out. I think last year we were done, you know, around Halloween, so it's just, it's getting pushed late, but the forecast looks good here the next 10 days or so. Hopefully, hopefully the forecast just holds nice and we stay away from the snow and, and everybody can safely get their crop off. Pioneer Strategic Account Manager Cole Erland says harvest in central to eastern North Dakota really progressed in the last week, but there's still quite a bit of corn harvest left to go. You know, we've had a few of our customers finishing up now with this with this late weather um, farming up here like this. We've got some of our guys finishing up with corn harvest, but, you know, we've got pockets across our territory where there's actually still quite a bit of corn to come off yet. I would say some of our larger accounts are probably 60-70% done, but we're kind of thinking with a good week here, you know, with this 50-degree this weather here for the next few days that, by the end of the week, we'll have most guys finished up with corn. And dry down has been slow with moisture levels finally coming down. A little bit. You know, we had some rain there. It was about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and then followed by some snow. So we did actually see corn moisture climb a little bit from where they had sat previously. Um, nothing too extreme. It seems a lot of the corn is coming off right now 18 to 20%. So actually pretty ideal um so that's kind of what we're seeing for now in the Amarado, north dakota area jared haggard has finished harvesting we still got a little bit of drying left to do but uh, uh nice to have everything off the stock so it's uh it, it is a good feeling things were were uh pretty decent this year you know uh, uh a little bit later moisture there really helped the uh, the later crops, you know, um, missed out a couple rain showers uh, in the summer here for uh, you know to top off the wheat crop, but that was that was uh, a little bit above average. So uh, you know, happy with the results. Soybeans were also above average. Um, you know, not not a not a bin busting crop, but uh, it, it was nice to uh, see 
see all the areas, including the low areas produce. You know, you don't always get that. And considering how this crop got started, Haggard is satisfied with the crop. The years never never play out the way you want to order them up, but uh, you know this one this one turned out okay for us uh, the, the way it the way it did end up playing out. You know we were pretty happy with uh, you know not having to dry really wet corn. Um, you know everything from seventeen and a half to to twenty. So um, happy with that. Sunflowers came off pretty you know on on the, the dry side too. So that, that was uh, nice not to have to to battle like we did last fall. And that's Harvest Hotline brought to you by North Dakota Mill, Amity Technology, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. The U.S. government must pass a funding bill by midnight Friday with all 12 appropriation bills not completed yet. Russell Group President Randy Russell says that there is a lot to work through. And there is a difference of opinion, as has been the case throughout the year, between what the House wants to do and what the Senate wants to do. The House wants to break up the 12 appropriation bills into two different bills and uh, have one date that would expire January 17th for four of the appropriation bills, including ag. Then the remaining eight would have a finish date of February 2nd for the other eight bills that would include defense. The Senate wants to just pass a straight continuing resolution for all 12 departments and have that uh, go through sometime, it sounds like, in January. So they'll have to work out those differences. Russell does not expect a government shutdown. The outlook for Farm Bill is still uncertain, but an extension is likely to come with whatever solution unfolds to avoid that shutdown. At the end of last week, the two chairs, uh, Chairwoman Stabenow on the Senate side and, and, and Chairman Thompson on the House side, along with their ranking member John Bozeman and David Scott, agreed the four corners, as we call them, agreed to a, a nine-month extension of the Farm Bill that would take us through September 30th of next year to give them time to get a Farm Bill done next year. And that will likely be added to whatever they decide to do to keep the government funded and open. The uh, nine-month extension will very likely uh, ride on that bill. Ahead of next year's World Trade Organization Ministerial Conference, 30 major U.S. farm organizations have asked the Biden administration to take a proactive approach to agricultural trade negotiations. In a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, the group said the U.S. should pursue achievable short-term goals while laying the groundwork for a more ambitious long-term effort to reform the agricultural trading system. The WTO ministerial event will be held in the United Arab Emirates in late February. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Soybean market continues to lead the grains. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines says demand for soybeans from China and weather in Brazil have traders adding premium into the market. We've got the northern and central parts that have been hot and dry and it's still in the forecast. They do have some recent rains, you know, at least in the nearby forecast, but man, we continue to see that rain either, you know, be lessened as the forecast gets closer or as we get closer to that time period. Uh, southern Brazil really been, you know, extremely wet and even some uh, localized flooding. So, you know, we've talked about um, replant, uh, you know, could definitely 
uh, be an issue in Brazil. And of course, you know, if we've got delayed soybean planting, then that also rolls into delayed second crop corn planting as well. And Hines says the wheat market, more or less just looking for direction. Friendly news is kind of hard to find, um, you know, and we are, you know, entering winter and, you know, wheat typically doesn't like to move in, in big chunks uh, as, you know, our winter wheat crop goes into dormancy. But, you know, I still think we need to keep an eye on Australia and Argentina. Uh, those are the next two crops uh, that we'll have, you know, potentially available for the marketplace. And, and both those areas continue to reduce their production estimates. Everag market analyst Britt O'Connell says soybeans still have a story. The weather concerns in South America still remain, and we continue to see really nice purchases, largely from China, of course, uh, come to the market and supported beans. And so we've seen that run. We're running up towards that $14 number, which, of course, is going to offer some resistance to this market. Uh, but uh, it's pulling corn up along with it today as well cattle market is stabilizing. In both fats and feeder cattle today, both are trading in the green, which is a big change. We've seen a massive fallout in both of those markets, big correction lower um, for a number of weeks now. And ultimately, that's a market that seems to be finding its footing here up against some technical support in both of those markets. We had the funds carrying a pretty aggressive long position. And so as they were liquidating those positions, that was really pushing hard on this market. But both markets seem to have maybe found some footing here up against some technical support. Hub City Livestock co-owner Steve Helwig says the feeder run is in full capacity and he's still seeing yearlings come through the barn. Well, the feeder runs have been pretty good now. We're getting into the calves more and more every week. The runs have been around 4,000 or more of these calves. So there's still some yearling cattle around. Uh, sell 500 to 1,000 yearlings here every week. And uh, all in all, the market has adjusted some. Uh, the calf deal, really not so much. The calves are holding up very, very well, considering to where the futures have went to here the last 10 days, two weeks. But uh, still a lot of these six-weight calves here last week at the sale, and these good Good strings, the good vaccinated calves still bringing in the 270s to 280. Uh, a lot of five-weight calves still crowding around 290 to $3. So the, the demand on the calves has stayed very, very strong. Helwig says yearling prices have softened in the last few weeks. The slip in the market has been on the yearling cattle. Uh, uh, they've dropped uh, oh, from 5 to 6 to $8 now this last week. Uh, still good demand for them, but obviously with the... Uh, Little lower futures and the little lower fat cattle cash trade, why uh, the yearlings have been a little easier. We won't end uh, the feeder runs now. The feeder runs will stay good now all the way in through March. Uh, uh, we'll just uh, Right now we're selling, of course, all the calves off the cows. Uh, uh, won't be much longer. In December we'll start seeing some wean calves and then, of course, into the spring months wean calves. But uh, the numbers will stay pretty constant now. Perm Stockyards and Tri-County Livestock owner Mitch Bartle uh, says cash prices are seeing a seasonal dip before the ground freezes and calves are weaned longer. Once we get the northern concrete set in and where you can bed a pen and you can feed some cattle and the cattle are hungry and healthy and hair it up usually around the first week of December, second week of December, you'll see a jump in this market and, and the cattle numbers will kind of start to taper a little bit from the fall run. We'll see some cattle there the first couple of weeks of December as we get closer to Christmas. The numbers will drop off and then January we start off with a bang again and then you'll see a, another push of cattle from the East River um, producers coming east of Missouri. The Western producers 
producers sell a lot of cattle now. And then in the east, there are more farmer-type guys. And, uh, they'll raise their cattle up to seven, 800 pounds and sell them February, March, and April. So you kind of got two runs now. And those cattle being sold now heading all over the Midwest. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. CHS finished the fiscal year with a record net income of $1.9 billion, up from $1.7 billion in the 2022 fiscal year. CHS President and CEO Jay Deberton says the co-op plans to return $730 million in cash, patronage, and equity redemptions to its farmer owners. You know, that's our second best ever. Uh, it's really, so if you look at those two years combined, that's $1.73 billion of cash that CHS is putting out in rural America, the farmers and to local cooperatives uh, for the business they've done with CHS. And it's, uh, it's just really, really an honor to be able to do so and see that cash go, go to rural America. No two years are the same, but Deberton is optimistic interest rates are up and you know for some people they haven't seen interest rates at these levels so these are new costs to do business at the same time commodity prices are relatively strong uh input prices have a bit have reset to levels the world still has a great demand for for the protein the u.s farmer has no trouble competing around the world so we look you know really still at a very optimistic outlook for agriculture. Uh, I'm excited about this next year. You know, will it be records? I, I won't go there, but I, but I think a, a strong year shaping up for agriculture and, uh, and for the farmers that own CHS because all the fundamentals are there to do well. Taking a look at markets before we leave you, Minneapolis December wheat down a penny and a half at 729, March down or a penny and a quarter higher at 743 and three quarters. Chicago wheat four and three quarters higher at 580. Kansas City two and a quarter higher at 642 and a quarter. December corn 11 and three quarters higher at 475 and three quarters. March 12 and a quarter higher at 491 and a quarter. Soybeans January 33 and a quarter higher at 1380 and three quarters. March 32 and a quarter higher at 1393. Soybean meal $20.60 a ton higher at 455.30. Canola in Winnipeg $14 a metric ton higher at 701.10 Canadian. Live cattle December futures a dollar higher at 175.15. February live cattle 77 cents higher at 175.45. Feeder cattle, November futures 97 cents higher at 230.70. December lean hogs, $1.50 higher at 73.40. This is the Red River Farm Network.